we go. 2017. I am declaring that this is a year of action. There have been times past when we've said, oh, one day I am going to do that thing. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. If I just continue to prepare, if I would just continue to pray, God is going to bring that thing around and it's going to happen. Well, guess what? God is here today to say this year is a year of action. That's your declaration for this year. There are going to be things that happen this year that were only talked about, come on, in years past. Things far off. They were dreams. They were hopes. We called it someday. But how many know that someday is really only a code for never. Come on. Someday. When is someday? God is saying that someday is today. I mean, for some of you, there are going to be things that you never thought would happen that are going to happen this year. Listen, it is a year of action. If you have your Bible this morning or your device, turn to Mark chapter 9. And we're going to go through a couple different scriptures. My hope is not to keep you too long. Who's sleepy this morning? Anybody? I am a little bit. Yeah, I know. We, some of you didn't stay up uh, to bring in the new year. Some did. Amen. Hallelujah. My kids kept me up. I kept yelling at them to go to bed. They finally did. Praise the Lord. But thank goodness most of us don't have to go to work tomorrow. Anybody got to go to work tomorrow? You don't? Good. See, all right. Some of you, all right. No school tomorrow, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) That's something to praise him for. (laughs) Amen. A year of action. Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 14. The Bible says this, talking about Jesus, says, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, Jesus they're talking about, all the people were greatly amazed and and running to him and greeted him. And he asked the scribes, he said, what are you discussing with them? What what are you talking about? What y'all talking about? It's all this fuss. Then one from the multitude answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever he seizes him, he throws him down, he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, but they could not. And he answered him and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him and when he saw him, he immediately, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? How long has your son been going through this? And he said, from childhood. It's been a while. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us And help us. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who 
believes. Our message for this year is if you can believe, all things are possible to him who can believe. See, the year of action starts right there with belief. We must believe in our heart. Even to be saved, Paul said you must believe in your heart and then confess with your mouth. That must happen. Out of all the things and all the ways that God could save us, he chose for us to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. Here's something that you have to understand. God already overcame for you. Remember in the book of John, chapter 14, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. I've already done it. But he also said, if you are in me, my word abides in you. We're together. So if he's already overcome the world, what about you? Maybe you just don't believe it. Maybe you just don't believe it. You see, many people think that the faith message, quote, the whole message of the faith message, I kind of don't understand that. You know, when people say, well, that faith message, the whole thing is a faith message. I, I don't know about you, but the whole thing is faith to me. Many people think that this faith message, quote unquote, describes some sort of windfall or some sort of get rich quick scheme or some one time payment. And now I'm all right because I had the, the one time lottery. Come on. God can certainly do, do miracles. God is a miracle to us. Come on. But we're not talking about one-time miracles like the cross. That was, that was once and for all time. Jesus is never going to the cross again. He has done that. He has forgiven you of your sins. You need only believe. Come on. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's what you need to do. That's one time, once for all. But we're talking about a walk. We're talking about a life, walking in authority. We're talking about living an abundant life, the life that God promised to you. That's what God is saying to you. This is a year of action. It's time to stop talking about the abundant life and start living the abundant life. Come on. Not talking about a one-time windfall. I'm talking about every day declaring the name of the Lord, how great he is in his glory, walking in authority, having peace in everything that you do. Every situation that you're in, you walk with a peace and with an authority because you have the word of God in your mouth and you speak to a situation. You don't beg the situation to change, but God said, speak to the mountain. He didn't say, beg, please move out of my way. No, you speak to the mountain. You go from here to there. That's what God told us to do. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the enemy coming in and just wreaking havoc. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Sometimes you got to get tired of it. 
I mean, if you just think that's the way it is, you'll just continue to let it happen. But there's got to come a point where you draw a line and you say, God has got to, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who created time has a better life for me. Why am I living this life below the means that God has for me? Why? You got to look in the mirror and say, look, God has already done it. Well, I don't know. I I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I grew up on the wrong side of the track. You didn't wake up or grow up on any wrong side of anything. God put you right where he wants you because the kingdom of God is within you. Kingdom of God is not on that side of the tracks. Come on. Why? I grew up in Bloomington, and, you know, if you grew up in uh, this city, you would be, no, God is not over there. He's right here with you. It's not about getting somewhere else to get the blessing of God. It's about believing that he's already blessed you and then walking in that blessing. What we got to understand is that we operate in the kingdom of God, and I don't know that we all fully have that. I don't know, even myself sometimes, I don't know that I fully understand that I'm a citizen of this world, per se. I am a citizen of the kingdom of God. What we try to do is we try to operate in the kingdom of God like we do in the world. Because we're so used to the way this economy works. Come on. See, in the world, this is what can happen. If we don't like the way something is, well, we can protest. Come on. We just protest uh, or we grab some signs and we go down there and stand outside the mayor's office and say, we don't like this. We don't like that. You need to change it. You need to change. You need to stop uh, raising taxes. Right. You need to do this. You need to do that. Or we can just vote. We don't like it. We vote and we get them out and get somebody in who we like. We just change it. Now, the other half, the people upset. Come on. But we can do those things. And here's why. Nothing wrong with that because man is imperfect. We're imperfect people. There is no one perfect. Come on. Since Jesus rose again, no one left on this earth is perfect. And so we need those ways. We need those checks and balances. But when you walk in the kingdom of God, there is no voting. It's not a democracy. Come on. In the kingdom of God, we cannot operate in the kingdom of God like we operate in America or in Africa or in the Philippines or in this world. Come on. It's totally different. God, God's word is settled. Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. When God says it, that's it. There's no voting. There's no appeal. There's nothing else. It's over. By, your, by his stripes, come on. He said it. I didn't say it. You don't have to believe me. God said it. I came that you might have life and have it what? I didn't say Who said it? It's not the doctrine of Mike. Come on. That's the Lord Jesus. The one who breathed breath in your body. The one who sustains you said, I came you might have life and have it more abundantly. I am able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. God said it. We must believe it. Now, if he said it, it's settled. It's over. We have got to believe God's word simply because it is true. It's just true. And if this is going to be a year of action for you and for I, 
Hmm. It must start with belief and faith. Come on. We have to be willing to do things out of obedience to God just because we believe him. We can't test it first and see, well, maybe this will work. No, if God said it, come on, forever, O Lord, is thy word settled in heaven. He said it. He said it. And if you don't take a step, you'll never go anywhere. You see, there's a di- now, once you believe, now you have to take the action. Come on. Because it's one thing to believe. It's another thing to take the step. That show, this is what now we're talking about faith. Faith is not just believing. Faith is not just hope. But faith is taking the step. Come on. I came across a story about a, susp- a suspension bridge that uh, some folks built many years ago. It said they, they wanted to build a suspension bridge, but it was across a wide gorge. I mean, they, it was way over there, but they wanted to build a bridge across. And when you look down, it was way down. So they thought, how in the world can we build a suspension bridge across this great gorge? How are we going to do it? In fact, how could we even start? Where would we start? I mean, if somebody tried to go down the side, go across and come up, that'd be 10 years from now. Come on. I mean, that's how far over the thing is. So they said, tell you what we do. We'll shoot an arrow across to the other side. And that arrow carried a tiny little thread. Thus, an initial connection was established. Shot an arrow with a tiny thread on it. Now, that thread is not going to support anyone. You better not step out on that thread and think you're going to walk across to the other side. But they got the thread over there. And then after the thread was used uh, to get over to the other side, they tied a piece of twine to it. And they were able to get a piece of twine across. So the thread now brought the twine. And now once they got the twine across, then a small rope. Tie that to it. And they were able to get the small rope across to the other side. Soon they were able to tie a cable. And then in good time came the iron chains and the bridge was finally hung. Although we often walk in a weak state in the beginning, or so it seems, come on, Seemingly, a seemingly small faith can draw us to stronger and stronger things. We can accomplish great things, but the key is you got to start. Somebody needs to shoot their arrow even though it only has a thread on it. Everybody else is saying, what you going to do with that little arrow in the thread? Say, don't worry about it. I believe. Watch. You'll see what happens. You know what, uh, what, what, what troubles us and what trips us up a lot of times is one simple four-letter word. And it's called time. Time trips us up. Because the suspension bridge is not going to be built in a day or a week. But guess what? If it takes a year to build that bridge, it's going to be a year from the first time you shoot your arrow. So if you shoot your arrow today, guess what? A year from now, you'll have built the bridge. But if you wait, complain, say, how am I going to do it? Listen to other people and don't shoot it till June. Guess what? It's going to be a year from June. Come on, somebody. You need to step out. Somebody need to shoot their arrow. I'm talking to somebody this morning. You need to draw back. You need to go for it. God spoke it. It's settled. Why are you worried about everybody else? Why are you worried about what people are going to say about you? You believe them or you believe God? Come on. We've allowed what we know about this world 
our experiences and what people have told us hold us back. We really have. I was thinking about an elephant at a circus. Huge elephant tied to an 18-inch stake. Could have easily pulled this stake out of the ground. Come on. I don't know if you've ever seen an elephant. Realize how big and strong an elephant is. But at this circus, they had a rope tied around the elephant's leg, and they had it tied to a stake. Now, you've got to put a stake pretty far in the ground to hold an elephant in place. But he had it tied when he was a baby. When he was a little baby elephant, he couldn't pull it out. And he soon learned that you can't pull out the stake from the ground. Come on. The elephant had concluded that he could never pull it out. So there he stood. Years later, now a massive creature, capable of lifting whole trees out of the ground, yet held captive by a puny stake. Why? Because he was taught so many years ago that he couldn't do it. What's holding you back? Come on. What small stake could faith release you from? Small stake in the ground. You think it's big. It's always been there. It's never going to change. But God is saying this is a year of action. Down in Mark 9 and verse 24, it goes on to say, Immediately the father of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, listen, he didn't beg it. Come on. He said, I what? Command you. Come out of him and enter no more. Guess what the spirit did? It didn't argue. Come on. It didn't whine. It didn't struggle to hold on. Spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out. And he became as one dead, so that many people said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. See, when I look at this man here, I see a contradiction. Because he said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. So I begin to say, how can he believe and not believe at the same time? And the Lord spoke to me and said, what did I tell you? I said, believe in your what? Believe in your heart. Your flesh is going to struggle. Your flesh is always going to struggle with things that are spiritual. Because your flesh is carnal. Your mind is carnal. But believe in your heart. If you believe in your heart, you'll be, you'll be able to speak to your flesh and start stepping. Even though the flesh says, hey, I don't believe this. This man said, yeah, I believe, Lord, I believe in my heart. This old stupid flesh helped my unbelief. Help me to control it, not it to control me. That's what he was saying. I believe, Lord, help thou my unbelief. You've got to understand that faith persuades us. It persuades us to belief and it persuades us to action. Faith prompts obedience. What is faith? Is it speaking it four times and then doing this six times? You know what faith is? Very simple. 
hear what God says, and do it. I, I always say this, and I love to say it because I think it's the greatest example of faith in the whole Bible is when they were, at, they were at the wedding of Cana. You know what I'm going to say. Come on. I think it's the greatest expression of faith. Out of the whole. If, you, if, you, if you struggle, Lord, give me a revelation of faith. Give me more. I don't understand what it is. Just read some simple verses. Come on. At the wedding of Cana. Jesus, Mary said, we ran out of wine. Jesus, what you going to do? He said, Mama, my time is not yet. She didn't even pay attention to him. Greatest words in the Bible. Whatever he says, faith. Whatever he says, do it. That's faith. I didn't tell you to think about it. I didn't tell you to reason. I didn't tell you to go get a spreadsheet and start working. Whatever he says, do it. Turn over to a couple of scriptures and we're done. Romans. Turn over to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And I'm looking at verse number 3. Says this. I'm sorry, Romans 3. No, yeah, Romans 4. Romans 4. Verse 3 says simply this, for what does the scripture say? Abraham, what? Believed God and it was accounted to him for what? Abraham, it didn't say Abraham performed a lot of great acts and then God said, oh, because you did all of these things, I'm saying that you're righteous. It's not what it says. It says Abraham, what? Believe God. That's where it has to start. Look, look back at chapter 3, verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Here's it, here it is right here. Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? God's already blessed you. His blessing is upon you. He came so that you would have an abundant life. Now, if you don't want to live it, that's up to you. Come on. Don't, don't, don't start. Don't, don't blame God. God already did it. If you're not walking in the abundant life, if you're not walking in a peace, if you're walking in stress and all of these types of things, you got to look somewhere else besides God to blame, I'm talking about. Now, your answer comes from him. See, the problem is, instead of blaming, putting blame where it belongs and our answer coming from God, we put blame on God and look for answers other places. Come on, did you hear what I said? We always blame God and look for answers other places. Let the blame lie where it may. In fact, don't even worry about the blame. The Lord is a strong tower. At his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. And in his presence is the fullness of joy. Listen, go to one more scripture. I know I said I'm done. Just go, to, go over to Galatians chapter 5. I just want to drive this point home. I really don't have a bunch of points this week, but I really feel that God wants us to get this in our spirit as we start this new year, that we've got to believe and we've got to take action. See, he's, he's doing his part. What are we doing? He's doing his part. Galatians chapter 3, look at verse, starting at verse, starting at verse 5. 
It says, therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of what? By the hearing of, by the hearing of, by the hearing of, by the hearing of, by the hearing of faith. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore, know that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the nations by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Go down to verse 13. Listen to this. Get this in your spirit. Verse 13. Christ has what? redeemed us from the curse of the law. Listen, I know what happened yesterday. I know there was a curse yesterday. I know 2016 might not have been good to everybody. But guess what? Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. He's put that under your feet. He's redeemed you back from the curse of the law. He's done it. Having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now let me just tell you something. When you walk in the curse, you're slapping him in the face because he already did it. I already did that. Why are you going back walking under a curse? 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I want to tell you something this morning. He, he, listen, this is what I'm going to declare for myself. In fact, I'm going to declare it over this church. He's going to make folks give me and you favor that don't even like us. Come on, that's what I'm declaring. Come on, that's, that's what God's going to do this year. He, he's going to give me strategies to do things that I was never taught to do. You know, when Joseph, when Joseph went to Egypt, he was a slave. I mean, he wasn't a servant, he was a slave. Went to prison. He, he listened to God. God told him what to do. He interpreted a dream. He never took classes at Ivy Tech. He never went to IU, took any business classes on how to be an entrepreneur. The next day, he was running a country. Potiphar had him thrown in jail. Two years later, he's Potiphar's boss. Never took any classes. Come on. He didn't cause a coup. He didn't do any of that. God just lifted him up. God's going to begin to put you in places you never trained for. Come on, this year. It's a year of action. He's, but you have to believe it. He's going to give you and me wisdom in situations that we don't even understand. I don't even understand how this thing works. But God's going to give me wisdom on how to navigate it. Here's, here's the thing. Here, here it is. We, we, try to, we try to manipulate God sometimes. And we beg and we have tears and we have all the, and we try to, here's what, God accepts the currency of faith. God says, here, you want to pay? Give me faith. That's the currency that I accept. You get that? God accepts the currency of faith. Whatever the Lord says, it is settled. God sees you already overcoming and already victorious. I'm declaring that for you today. God sees you victorious. He already sees you overcoming. 